Welcome back to the BNB Podcast. My name is Jaden Boyce, alongside me with Coach Bailey. And today, we're going to talk a lot NFL. We're going to talk a little bit about college basketball. We're going to talk about NBA in-season tournament, my guy winning it. Then we're going to talk about just the world of sports. You know, let's just go down every single sport. We're going to start off with a little NFL talk today. And I want to start off with a disappointing Monday night for me and you both. We were both watching that game. I know we were both furious. How somebody hasn't been fired yet from that game is beyond me. I am telling you, I, we were the most predictable offense that I've ever seen in an NFL game. How many sweeps did we do? Um, let's say we did 15, 14 too many. Like, <laughs> you got them the first time, and then they sniffed it out every time after that. Literally. And then defensively, goodness. It was like watching a... Going to a practice, watching a varsity, you know, do do reps versus the the JV team for scout team. But what I don't even know. How does Barry still have a job? This guy's been horrible. I mean, Tommy DeVito is looking like prime Michael Vick on us. Put a quarterback spy on him or something. Tommy DeVito. I, <laughs> I can't not think of Danny DeVito, the actor. Yeah, that's all I think about too. And then I seen a a headline that said. Is he related to Danny DeVito? And I never read the article, so I don't know. He might be. He might not be. But can I tell you my favorite part about that whole entire game? What? Tommy DeVito's agent. The agent. <laughs> this guy the most like, Italian guy I've ever seen in my he life. He looks like he just came out of, off the set of Goodfellas or, or Casino or something. That was classic. That guy... Have you seen his family, Tommy DeVito's family, too? I saw the family and then the tailgate, like all the food. It's like... Man, those guys are living it up right now. The biggest Italians ever. And I, he lives at home with his mom, too. Or, yeah. yeah. He lives at home with his parents. His mom makes his bed for him. Yeah, unbelievable, isn't it? You think about, you got a guy like uh, Shohei, gets a $700 million deal. And then you got a guy like Tommy DeVito, who's living, living at home. Living at home. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. But back to the point, uh, the Packers, man, disappointing. Like, talk about... Being put in the driver's seat, like, all you got to do is beat these bad teams and you're a playoff team, and you lose to the Giants. Un- and I mean, unbelievable. And I know MetLife might not be the easiest place to win on Monday night. I really don't care, though. You made Tommy DeVito look like a stud of a quarterback in the play calling. We needed that two-point conversion. When we do the same play we've been doing with <laughs> Jaden Reed, are you kidding me? I I lo- the only part of it I loved is I I was in a battle in my fantasy football to potentially make the playoff bracket, and I needed Reed to have a monster game like I needed thirty, and he was at twenty. I'm like yeah, keep feeding them the ball, even though everybody in the stadium knows you're gonna do it, so it's not gonna work. But what was up with that trickery too? Did you see that like the lateral and stuff back to love when Dylan like tripped and he threw it back, and I was like, what is happening? Yeah, it was bad. Uh, you know, Love didn't look good either. He had I, think, some, I think it was windy, though. I think they were, like, it was very windy. Yeah. He didn't like but it was also windy for DeVito, who looked yeah. like a all-pro quarterback. So, I don't know. The, the Packers blew an opportunity. They should have won that football game. They didn't look good. They were predictable. The defense is garbage. Jordan Love was not sharp like he had been a couple he weeks. Was. But he got that. better as the game went on a little bit. Like, he did look better in that fourth quarter. But... Yeah. Tommy DeVito did not look fantastic until the fourth quarter, and then he actually looked like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that that kind of game ceiling drive there, like that touchdown pass was insane. Yeah, he's. Oh yeah, then the game winning drive just running all over, just throw and Keyshawn Nixon. Oh my goodness! I mean, 
He's up for a nominee for Marco Septic Player of the Game. I mean, <laughs> yeah. fumbling the ball and then getting burnt the next drive. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that was that's terrible. I mean, he not just only fumbled it. He muffed it, tried picking it up, and then he couldn't physically pick it up with his two hands. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about the Packer game anymore. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Like, I don't know. It's been that year, though, man, in the NFL. Like, you can't get confident, too confident about any game. The only game I would feel confident at this point is against the Panthers. Like, they're that bad. Yeah, and that's also a game that we could just come in and blow. Yeah. But, I mean... Uh, when we talk about this NFL week, one of the worst games I think I've ever heard about in my life was the Minnesota Vikings oh. winning 3-0. to zero. I mean, uh, we're not even going to talk about it. I think Josh Dobbs is benched now. I think Nick Mullins is coming in. All these Viking fans are like, oh, Josh Dobbs, he could be an MVP. No. Oh, yeah. He's a backup quarterback. He is back. And I remember weeks ago when he came back and he had the big heroic. <laughs> and I was like, Dobbs, MVP? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I never really, really believed that, but yeah, you you just made the point. He is a backup, always will be a backup. I do want to give a shout out though to a guy that goes to school here. He's everybody's favorite. It was by the name of Bert. Bert is a giant Vikings fan, like huge Vikings fan. And I was razzing him on Monday morning. I was like, Bert, that boring Viking game. I said they are so bad. Well, guess who had to eat crow yesterday <laughs> when the when the Vikings ended up with the win and the Packers got the loss. Bert started trash talking me. He's like, "Oh, Mr. Bailey, uh, Packers lost to a bad team. How good are they? <laughs> Just let me have it." One one thing after another. It's like Bert's a smart so talker. He's a smart. He likes to talk trash. So my shout out is to Bert, who's a loyal Viking fan, sticks with them through the goods, through the ups and the downs, and he was letting me have it, and you know what? I had to take it because as bad as that Viking game was, they won. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about, winning the game. And that's off of that defense, putting up a donut offense, maybe bail them out a little bit more next time. But, you know, (laughs) Vikings win. I do want to talk about two other games before we get into the playoff picture. This Chiefs-Bills game was marked up for everybody on their calendars. They come in. One of the best plays I've seen the lateral from Travis Kelsey threw a dot. I mean, that it was a great throw to Kadarius Tony, but he was offsides. Now let's talk about this a little bit. Okay, my problem. I have a couple of problems with this. One, Patrick Mahomes acted like a baby. He did. You know what? You know how many times he and his team has benefited from a call like that? The Super Bowl, or, right? And oh, nothing. Crickets, right? Nothing. He loses a regular season game on what was a penalty. Why even have rules? Why even have rules? Why have the refs out there? If they're, What's the purpose of the guy being out there? You know what, everybody, just line up where you want. Go five yards down the field. Who cares? It's not a penalty anymore. What do we got going here? Got an ad started up on my... Please. Uh, anyways, yeah. Like, there's rules, man. What did you want the ref to just be like... I get what he was saying, like... A lot of times the ref will be like, hey, back up, back mm-hmm. up, or hey, yep, you're good, you're on the line. I don't know, man. The rules are the rules. The guy was offsides. I don't hate the penalty. I don't love the penalty, but I hate the way Mahomes acted. And then to cry to... to um, that was pathetic to Josh Allen. To that Josh Allen. Like, and Josh Allen kind of looked at him like, what are we, 14 in recess and you're upset that your team lost? Like, get over it, dude. Like, I don't know. I was disappointed, and I, I was reading some, some tweets. You know, a lot of people are like... I lost a lot of respect for Mahomes the way he acted after that. But talk about a good football game, though. 
No, I had a great football game. And the thing with Darius Tony, you look at, like, every time he goes in slot, he never looks over at the ref, though. Now, refs a lot of times will be, like, back up. But you have to look at the ref for him to even say that. So when he doesn't even make eye contact with the refs and he's, like, on that line, it's a penalty. It's a rule. Absolutely. And they called the flag before the play was going. So, like, I don't know why Mahomes is complaining. I do understand, like, a lot of times they let that go a little bit because, like, the slot receiver is already close to being up there. Yeah. But still, you can't just blame the game on the refs if you're Patrick Mahomes. No, you can't. And, I, you know, when he made the comment, like, that, that penalty has zero impact on the play. Okay, this isn't junior high football mm-hmm. where you let a holding go because it's 40 yards away and you're trying to teach the kids. You're a professional. This guy's making a million dollars to play football and he doesn't know where to line up. Mm-hmm. He should get a penalty for being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole organization. Like, like I don't... Ah, man. I, and you know what? Remember Kadarius Tony's week one? This guy couldn't catch a football... I, not even week one, pretty much whole season. Mm-hmm. This guy's been terrible all year. And then he makes that play, but he's offsides. Like, that's just fitting to the season he's had. I don't know. I, I've never really been a Chiefs fan. I do think Mahomes is a super talented quarterback. I lost respect for him just in the way that he acted after that game and the way, like, Josh Allen was just looking at him like, get out of here, man. So, I don't know. We'll see how they bounce back. But Pretty ridiculous, but I do want to give you a special, special uh, – Special shout out the Dallas Cowboys right now might just be the most red hot team, and Dak Prescott might well just be the MVP favorite. Talk to me about your Cowboys, Baylor. I think it goes a little something like this <laughs> We, them boys. <laughs> we they might them actually be them boys. <laughs> uh, no, that's so funny. I hated it when in Texas, when it, I'd be somewhere watching a game, you know, and they'd do something. Like, we, them boys. We, them boys. You know what? They're having a great year. They, You're right. Dak Prescott is... He's playing about as well as he has ever played. I think having a guy like C.D. Lamb, who's now, you know, been around a little while, like, those guys are gelling. Um, yeah, the Cowboys, they're, they're right there for the NFC. They stay hot like this. I could definitely see them and the 49ers having a pretty big showdown in the they NFC uh, championship game. But it's been that kind of year. I wouldn't be shocked if the Cowboys lose the next two. Like, you just... But I did say it way back when. I've kind of been back and forth. You have been very yeah, back and I forth on the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to pretend like I predicted that one like I predicted Washington. But I do think the Cowboys... That was a statement game. It truly was. And let's just go over the playoff picture right now. Let's go first. AFC. The number one seed is the Baltimore Ravens. Two seed Miami Dolphins. Three seeds the Chiefs. Four seed is the Jags. Five seeds the Browns. Six seeds is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Seven seed is the Indianapolis Colts. And then here we go. The Colts are seven and six. This is on the bubble right now. The Houston Texans are seven and six. The Broncos are seven and six. The Bengals, seven and six. The Bills, seven and six. Chargers, five and eight. Raiders five and eight, and the Jets five and eight. So everybody can still basically make the playoffs right now, with the exception of the Patriots. And the they're Panthers. eliminated. Yeah, and the Panthers are eliminated too. Yeah, in, so, in but the in AFC. the but in the AFC. So the Colts, they're surging. They are. They won this weekend, didn't they? they? Yeah, yeah. 
I think the Bengals are a little bit in trouble just because of the quarterback situation. If they had Joe Burrow, I think they'd be fine. Denver's hot. Denver's on a roll. Didn't, did they just lose this week, though? Isn't that hard? To, isn't that hard to believe that this team gave up seventy it, earlier this it, year? It's very hard to believe, and I think, you know, I was kind of dissing on Sean Payton a little more earlier in the year, but Sean Payton has really flipped around the, the city of Denver. Yeah, he's got to figure it out, man. I'm gonna have to give him a call because kind of in the same boat he he was in at the beginning of the season. Figure out what it, what he did to get those guys fired up and playing. I mean, they're playing different kind of football. I mean, you give up seventy in one game, and then now you're one of the better defenses. Guys, guys made some changes for sure. But, you know, the Texans are kind of trending backwards. Yeah. Know, they were hot there and all the C.J. Stroud talk, which he's still doing a great job. But the Texans... Can't count out Josh Allen out of the playoffs. I was just going to say, I think the Bills... I think the Bills are going to come flying in, get a spot. Um, that last spot, because, I mean... It's just... I don't even know. There's, like you said, the Ravens, the Dolphins, the Chiefs. I don't know that the Jags are safe. The Browns, who knows what you're going to get out of the Browns, the Steelers, all those eight and five. Hey, Joe Flacco playing football right now. Though. Yeah, Joe Flacco. That's true. But no, yeah, you're right. I don't believe in Pittsburgh a ton. I don't believe in Indianapolis a ton. But that's the AFC. But you also got to remember, like, just going, but you know, like, I don't think any of the five, even though they're not mathematically eliminated, I don't think any of the five and eight teams have a chance. Chargers without Herbert mm-hmm. definitely don't have a chance. The Raiders, let's be real, the Raiders. <laughs> Okay, the Jets. Now, if Mister hey Darkness now. Retreat hey comes now. in, hey now, <laughs> if if the, if he crawls out of his Darkness Retreat and he is ready, I don't think he's really on one. But if the bad man himself the comes bad back, man, and they, I don't know. I've heard he was going to come back, but then I've heard they kind of just put that on the table and he's done for the year. But hey, Zach Wilson's not playing bad football right now, though. Yeah, point back to point. I don't think any of those five and eight teams have a chance. Of the seven and six teams, because there's a boatload of them, I think the Bills, the Broncos, and the Colts are your best five and six teams. And I'm still throwing in Houston Texans in there. I will still put the Houston Texans. I know Tank Dell's out, but I still have a little belief in that Houston Texans team. I'm just going to go with the experience of Sean Payton being a playoff guy. Like, mm-hmm. So I think that's – and the Broncos are hot. They're and Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson. been in the playoffs like, a lot. He's like won a just Super Bowl. The, the Broncos' experience is going to separate them when it come, push comes to shove, trying to get into the, that wild card. And then the Colts, man. Um, partially because my boy Sam Ellinger is backup okay. quarterback there, so I just got to root for the Colts. And I never root for an injury, so maybe just like a stomach bug or a flu or something like that. So Minshew's got his, <laughs> so he's got to go sit on the sideline and let my boy Sam get out on the field. But uh, no, that's so that's my pick. I, I'm I'm going to say that those top five spots, the five lost teams, all get in, and then our Colts, Broncos, and Bills. Let's go NFC now. 49ers are the one seed. But this is a very tight race. They're ten and three against the ten and three Cowboys. If you asked me a while ago, I didn't think Philadelphia would be out of the one spot. But right now, they're sitting at ten and three in the five seed. Detroit Lions at three, Buccaneers at four with six and seven record. You got the Minnesota Vikings at seven and six. You got the Green Bay Packers at six and seven. And let's just talk about this. Everyone said the NFC North was like the worst division. I mean, we have three teams right now in the playoffs from the NFC North. 
and then we got the Rams at six and seven, the Seahawks at six and seven, the Atlanta Falcons at six and seven, and then the New Orleans Saints at six and seven, and then the Giants at five and eight, and the Bears at five and eight. This NFC is spicy right now. It is wild, isn't it? I just hate. Like I get divisions, and ha there's a reason for the divisions and the conference and whatnot. But I just hate that you have a team like the Tampa Bay Bucks, who are six and seven, that are going to get a higher seed than the Eagles, who are. 10 and 3. Like I, it, I mean, that, that part of it just, I don't know. There's something wrong about that, but I I don't know how you fix it. I don't know what the alternative is. But, I mean, as a Packer fan, you know, if you can limp in into a wild card spot, you kind of hope somehow that you end up falling into that game. But And if you're the Packers, you'd want to be the sixth seed because then you'd maybe get a game against Detroit. Yeah, so, I mean, of those of those top dogs, like the Niners, Cowboys, Lions, I'm not even calling the Bucks a top dog. They're just winning their division. That's that division. Can I just give that a word right now? That yeah. division is Marco Septic. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the Niners, Cowboys, Lions, Eagles. Of those top four teams that I feel are the top four, I would probably want to play the Lions. Easily the Lions. I mean, the Lions aren't even looking. They've just lost to the Bears. I mean, they're not looking like the team they're, they once they're not. were. And then you just kind of hope that, like, the other ones can kind of thin themselves out. Like, maybe the, the Eagles get rid of the Niners or, you know, maybe there's an upset and, the, like, the Cowboys lose to the, you know, wild card winner. I don't know. That's, that's all we can hope for. I mean, but still on the bubble, you have Super Bowl champion Matthew Stafford and Sean Payton still on the bubble at 6-7. and seven. We have... The uh, Seattle Seahawks, my boy Geno Smith, and then great coach Pete Carroll with the Seahawks, and then we got the Atlanta Falcons that very much so could be the five, the four seed winning that division. They're six and seven, same as the Buccaneers, and the Saints are the same way. And then Tommy DeVito, the Italiano. <laughs> I mean, they're not out of the playoffs either. So the Tommy NFC right DeVito. now is spicy with bad teams <laughs> yeah, being able to make the playoffs. Uh, I don't ever remember the the NFL playoffs being like this, where it was it's just... they allowed six, seven teams in the playoffs now. Yeah. But it also, I feel like this late in the season, after 13 games, there's usually three, four, five teams eliminated. There's only two teams, right, as of right now, there's only two teams eliminated from the playoffs in the, all of NFL, the Panthers and the Patriots. I don't know why, but there are so many bad teams in the NFL this year. There are so many bad teams in the NFL. Like the Cardinals are horrible. The Commanders are horrible. What I, teams are we going to say are elite? The Niners? The Ravens? Are the Dolphins elite? I don't think so. I don't think because so. Because I said this a while back, and we talked about the Dolphins. They haven't beat anybody any good. No. Like, they they really haven't. And then, I, I don't think the Chiefs are legit. I mean, I, I mean not, I'm saying not legit, but I don't think they're elite yet. The Jaguars aren't elite. No, the Jags, I don't think the Jags, I just don't think they're going to get it done. I, I think, I think Trevor Lawrence is playing a little banged up, and he's just not the same. ETN's been looking pretty good. Um... But running back can't carry you anywhere. No. Let's look ahead to this week, though, This ma the matchups this week, because this is a huge week. Right? If you're the Packers and you lose, you might as well start making plans for, for the end of January. I guess you're, you're not going to be... 
playing football. If they lose this game, I think they still have like a fifty percent chance. They like still have the a chance, but it's like, but if you're if you lose to the Giants, and then the Bucks, you're trending the wrong direction at the wrong time. It'll be definitely a good game. I don't think either team is that much better than the other, but big games up. I mean. Jets and Dolphins, the Jets could come into That'd Miami be huge. The Jets win that one? Ravens, Jags, that'll really teach us if the Jaguars are a legit team Sunday night football. Cowboys, Bills, that is a huge game. Cowboys, Bills. For Josh Allen. Because the Bills can't afford to lose. Because mm. they're not, they're not going to win their division. So they got to get a wild card. Cowboys are playing for a first round bye, potentially. So they're going to come out gunning. The winner of that game is going to be, I think, propelled to uh, to make a good run. Like, they're going to get into the playoffs. It's kind of a must-win for the Bills, though, if you think about it. You know, I mean, the 49ers, essentially on bye week, playing the Cardinals. You know, um, Kansas City, bye week, they're playing New England. Yeah, I think the biggest games... Obviously, the Packers, just because they're our Packers, and they need a win. They got they have they have to win out in my mind. And that's big for Tampa too, because Tampa loses that in the Falcons. They play the Panthers. If they win that, then, then Atlanta, yeah, yeah, Atlanta goes in there. So you know you know we're gonna get the best shot from Tampa. The best part about that game is Tampa Bay. Those boys are. Leave the sunscreen at home because you're coming to the frozen tundra. It's going to be cold. Well, actually, it's supposed to be like 40, which sucks. I wish it was going to be 15 and snowy. LaFleur has yet to lose in December, I think, either at home. I think that's Oh, at home, stat, yeah, because yeah. he just lost on Monday. But, but uh, yeah, no, great upcoming week in the NFL. We'll, we'll circle back. Next week, I think the playoff picture is going to dwindle down a little bit. It'll be a little bit. But right now, like I said, I mean, there's only two teams mathematically eliminated. But yeah, no. Uh, we'll come back around for our predictions of the NFL schedule. Let's talk a little bit. NBA in-season tournament. My glorious King LeBron James adding to his uh, titles with a great NBA in-season cup trophy. MVP award. Anthony Davis played well. I mean, these Lakers are looking like the best team in the NBA right whoa, now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know about the best team in the NBA. I mean, they did just win the... NBA Cup, but <laughs> I guess that doesn't mean anything to you. I, I still don't understand the in-season tournament, but uh, hats off to Adam Silver. Yeah, he made me actually watch some NBA in the regular. I season. do, I do think it's gonna catch on and it's gonna become a bigger thing, and people will start to be a little bit more familiar with it. But at as of today, still, I'm not 100 percent sure I understand everything about it. Obviously, your Lakers and your guy LeBron got that win. That doesn't. Take, I mean, they're still 14 and 10. But when it mattered most, they stepped up. And this is what I want to say about what was so important for them winning it. And you could say your guy, Michael Jordan, the same reason. Okay, we'll go. If this was in the 90s and they just discussed, I don't, I forgot who the NBA GM was or the commissioner was. Probably David Stern. Yeah, David Stern. That's what If David Stern made like the NBA in season tournament in the 90s and Michael Jordan won it and Michael Jordan acted like that was the big accomplishment for him and they hung the banner for the Chicago Bulls. That is great. For this in-season tournament because it shows that a star cares for sure and it's going to make other people want to have that satisfaction of well, winning i think the whole point is to to keep guys competitive mm -hmm. during the regular season and not on these load management and 
pretending like middle of the season games don't matter. And I think it's going to do that. I, first year of it, next year, like I said, I think it's going to get bigger and bigger. Um, and hopefully, you know, I don't know. Is it going to be something that the same team wins year after year? Like, are they going to be like, oh, look, at it, it's a repeat? Or is it going to be like a different winner every year? But it's not like a seven-game series. So there can just be an upset one day. I mean, that's just the beauty of it, I think. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to the NBA. Like, I'm looking at, you know, the Eastern Conference, I think, is better than the West this year. Um, Celtics, Magic, Bucks, Sixers, all sitting at, you know, 15 wins or better. But how about those Timberwolves? The, the Pups. Are, they, the Pups are going. Man, the Pups are best. They're 10-1 and one at home. Now nah, they, they are cooking. Big respect to them. Yeah. I mean, I called it way back when when we were uh, doing our predictions and we were talking about Wemby, like, which now I don't think is going to be Rookie of the Year. I think the Rookie of the Year is going to be Chet, but the Spurs are bad. Yeah, they're not great. <laughs> they are 3-19. Uh, and... Uh, I, uh, I just want to bring this up with NBA. It's a little off-topic off of NBA. But I did forget to bring this up in the NFL discussion. Greg Popovich is one of the greatest coaches of all time. For not, sure. Not having a great season right now. Bill Belichick hasn't really had a few great seasons. Can I just mention a little bit about your opinions on these great coaches having these off like years? How long of a stretch do you give them to have that until they're on the hot seat? Well, you know, I think at some point in the professional sports world for sure I mean if your hand is also in building the team then you're you're on the hot seat a little quicker because you, you, you pick these guys and you can't win with them now if, if you have a GM that goes out and thinks like I can't remember who it was that they they picked the coaching staff and everybody's like we want this I think it was CJ Stroud the coaching staff I think it was the Raiders. They all wanted C.J. Stroud, but the the GM or the owner or somebody's like, no, we want so-and-so. Okay? Well, now you can't put the coach on the hot seat because your team's a bunch of hot trash. Like, you gave them bad players. You can't exp- – like, you can only do so much sometimes with what you're dealt. And – I feel like Bill Belichick has one of the worst rosters in the NFL. I don't know exactly what his hand was picking that team, but if he picked it and had a lot to do with who they have on their team, sorry, Bill, <laughs> your 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 decision making and your uh, you're gone. But I don't know. It's it's a weird world of sports. You look at the NBA, like win now or gone. Look at what the Nuggets did. They stuck mm-hmm. with their guy. They let them have a couple disappointing seasons where they didn't get where they thought they should go. They stuck with him, and then he won the championship. Exactly. And then you have the Suns who fire their coach after one disappointing season, and then he goes on and he's disappointing. Yeah, my terrible Pistons team. They're the worst team in basketball. 12 straight losses, 20 straight losses for them. That's insane. But moving on from NBA... A little college basketball, again, I told you before I didn't watch a ton this week. I just want to go over a couple upsets. Utah beating 18-ranked uh, uh, BYU. Washington upsetting uh, number 10 Gonzaga. And then... Uh, What's going on in Washington? I, I don't know. They, they got like something their football team, their basketball team. Washington's coming around, man. They got something special going on. And then uh, Colorado 
I think this is their second upset of the year. They upset Miami, 24-inch Miami. Again, I didn't watch a ton of college basketball this week. I wasn't sure if you did. I didn't get to watch a lot. We played, you know, we were we left Friday, went down to the Dells, had a game in, in the Dells, then we had to drive back. The only thing that really sticks out from the weekend was, you know, Badgers were hot, and then we went and just got steamrolled by Arizona. But Arizona... Tough Arizona team. You know the Badgers hang their, you know, hang hang their head on their defense. They gave up ninety piece, like that's tough. That's kind of like like my team. We try to talk defense and we try to emphasize defense, and right now we're giving up too many points. It's, but um, so the Badgers they'll figure it out though. I love Greg Garden, and, and I think they're going to be all right, and they're going to be a March Madness team, and hopefully make a little bit of a run. But I don't know anybody that could beat Arizona right now. So you can't walk out of that game with your head hanging too low. Like man, we're terrible. You just lost to arguably the best team the in college number, basketball. The number, the number one, one team. team right now. And Arizona will do what Arizona does. They'll go, you know, 33-2. and two. And when they shoot good. And then they'll lose in the Sweet 16. Because one bad day shooting. Yeah. I mean, you're done. Yeah. But college basketball, you know, I, I check stats. And like I was telling you before we started the show today, like I always just go check, you know, University of California because I want to know how Keontae does. I check Houston, uh, Jamal Shed, Kansas for um, the guy down there. I'm trying to blank on his name. Um, ba- Will Baker at LSU, KJ Adams at Kansas. But Zach Eady, Player of the Year candidate, I picked him. I don't know, man. I, I haven't really got gotten a whole lot of college basketball in the last couple of weeks. Been so busy with my team, trying to figure out what the heck we're doing wrong and trying to get on track there. So, but we'll see. And uh, one other thing before we talk about more local sports a little bit, I do want to talk about Shohei getting paid seven hundred million dollars talk about this real quick doesn't have to be long or anything but the world of sports is getting changed with all this money that is going to these athletes how long until there's a billion dollar contract and it won't i think give it a year or two one of these soccer players will be getting paid a one billion dollar it'll be a billion dollar deal yeah which is insane to think about and you just keep seeing like these Wembys and those kind of guys becoming more like i just saw a thing the other day of some 12 year old kid that's he looks like he could be playing in the you know, Big 12 or Big 10 already, and it's like, you know, if he progresses, and then as things, as the bar gets raised, right, now all of a sudden, five, six, eight, ten years from now, when he's coming into the league, 800, 900 million is going to be nothing, mm-hmm. and it's like, people are going to want him so bad that they're going to make that billion dollar deal, but, yeah, Shohei, man, that dude's getting paid, but... I don't. I, I haven't read it all. I don't know. I understand it completely. But he's deferring most of it, so the Dodgers can continue to go and pay other players. How many more other players do the Dodgers need? I don't know. That's why I hate. That's the. I shouldn't say why I hate baseball. I love baseball. That's the thing I hate about baseball. It's just so stupid. Shohei Otani himself is making more money than the entire team. It makes no sense. It, it just makes no sense. Like. Yeah, I don't know. like is Milwaukee ever gonna have seven hundred million dollars to give to a player? It's all oh. money. It's money ball. I mean, the A is getting screwed, and uh, I mean yeah. teams like the small market teams don't have a shot. But moving on from Shohei, uh, Attaboy, great way to go, Shohei. <laughs> yeah, I kept, I mean, got his, got paid, man. I do think we needed to get our awards in real quick. 
We can do our awards. I will start off with, you know what? I'm going to just do my bad man player of the week. I'm going Shohei for getting the bank. I'm going Shohei slash Joe Flacco is my Ooh, bad Joe man Flacco. player. Joe Flacco making a comeback. I'm going to give my bad man, Cole. Ooh. I'm going Tommy DeVito and his agent. <laughs> like, and the family. The, fa- the whole DeVito <laughs> clan right now, they are the bad man. Like, those are the things, though, that I love about sports, right? Those are the stories. I would much rather, I'd eat that up well before the $700 million contract. Mm-hmm. Like, that stuff, whatever. Like, this guy lives at home. Nobody gave him a chance ever. Fights his way onto an NFL roster. And wins a huge game against the Packers. His agent looks like looks like a guy right out of a Rocky movie. You know, his family and the they're kissing each other on the cheeks. <laughs> it was like, oh, Italian. Yeah, it's I don't know, man. So that's the, my bad man is Tommy DeVito, his agent and his family. Just awesome stuff. I hate that they beat the Packers, but the whole thing is just awesome. Cool story. And then my premium waters play of the week. I'm going to my uh, Ole Miss pal for the Green Bay Packers getting his first touchdown catch. Very clutch catch. Malik Heath. Now Ooh. at the end of the game we lost. But that was a still a great play and a great catch from him. That was that was pretty nice. Right, premium waters play for me. And it's probably a pretty small play. Nobody's seen it. But my guy Keontae Kennedy, he's one of the favorite kids I ever coached. He's kind of been around a couple of different teams. Now he's playing his last season at Cal. Just came off the injury list. His first game back, they ran a little set. It's kind of funny because we had a similar set when he played for me. You kind of drive to the nail. The guy goes back door. You hit him, and he rose up and he put a guy on poster. It's like welcome back, like welcome oh, back, my back. guy. Like it was just it was just great to see because he's fought some injuries. He. You know, he missed the, the big dance last year because he had a broken wrist or bro- broken bone in his hand. and So he's finally back, and he had, it was a pretty sweet play. If you get some time, just go to, like, Cal Basketball's Instagram, and you'll see the highlight. It's pretty nice. And then the final award, the Marco Septic Award. I have to go and just give a slash, another slash, Bill Belichick slash Robert Kraft. I don't know what y'all, like, Tom Brady leaves, and then you guys just have one of the worst rosters in all of football. I don't know how that happens. I'm giving it to you guys in New in Boston. Not great from you New England Patriots. Yeah. I for my Marco I'm going with the NFC South. I'm going with the whole t- division. It's just embarrassing at this the, point. The NFC South is my Marco Septic. They're just there ain't a team. There's not a team in that division that is gonna, scary. Is yeah. <laughs> uh, that's who I'm going with. Um, I mean, if uh, are y'all good for the predictions? Ready for uh, our yeah. predictions for the NFL Week 15? Only three more weeks of this NFL yeah, season left. We're going first game. Good game. Broncos and Lions. Do not sleep on that game. I'm going Broncos. Just, just to really open up the North. Like, I'm going Mr. Unlimited, too. I'm going Sean Payton in the Denver Broncos. Let's go Packers, Buccaneers. It has to be the Packers. has to be the Packers. 
Pack Go Pack. I think it's Go Pack Go. Actually, I'm going green and gold. Green Bay Packers, Go Pack Go. Let's go Jets, Dolphins. I think the Dolphs are going to get it. I would love to see. I would love to see Zach Wilson or whoever they put behind center beat the Dolphins. And I think it's possible because it's a crazy year in the NFL. But I'm going to pick the Dolphs. I'm going Jets for that game. And then we got Cowboys, Bills. I think oh, Cowboys, they're hot right now. I'm going Buffalo, Bills. I think Josh Allen, ah, he's getting a little groove back. He's mad that Patrick Mahomes was complaining about the refs. And let's <laughs> go Jags, Ravens. Ravens. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens, too. And then Eagles, Seahawks. Eagles. Eagles, they, they have to bounce back. If the Eagles lose that game... That's a huge deal because now we're lo- now we're looking at week like sixteen being like some teams being able to go rest. No, yeah, and then you got Philly. I think they're on a roller coaster. They're going high, but I think that roller coaster kind of plateaued for a little bit, and now it's kind of going downhill a little bit. I think the Seattle Seahawks and maybe get a little upset going. Yeah, definitely. I have one more Marco subject. I was kind of thinking hard on that one, and I thought about it earlier, and then I com- I'm still sticking with my NFC South, but I'm going to go with that whole entire Viking game. Mm-hmm. That whole entire game was... For the people there, you had to watch <laughs> that. Yeah, you spend uh, $500 to get a ticket and probably about $25 for a hot dog and can't even watch a touchdown. <laughs> sad. sad. Sad day for those guys. But I will say, so locally for sports, I had to give a local Badman Player of the Week to T. Colzer. He recorded his 100th career victory. That's big time. Big time from team T. Colzer, and he also won his second back-to-back tournament this year. He's off to a very fast start. We have a lot of wrestlers that mm-hmm. are doing well right now. That's awesome. I was going to, I mean, the nominees were him, Owen Wosley, and then Garrett DeLong had a very good second place round. And then Will Schmidt, I think, I also I would say won. Will Schmidt's been doing really well, too. And then for the basketball girls, they had a tough loss since a good Elk Mountain team, but now they're Thursday. Who do they play Thursday? Who, Stanley Boyd? No. Elma Pepin. Yeah, it's Pepin. They play Pepin Pe- Elma, Pe- Pepe Elma on uh, Thursday. So I, I think they can go down there, get a good win. Coach Carly and the girls, good luck to all of you girls. Absolutely. Yeah. They, I was talking to her this morning. You know, They, they feel confident. I mean, that Elma, Pepin or Pepin Elma, whatever, hasn't been what, playing well this year, but... Who knows, man? That's, Who knows? That's why you play the game. And then you know, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything if it did for you to get mad or anything. But your boys, you know, it's like when you look at an NFL team, and the team is like overall good, but it's these close games they lose to the field, like the Chargers. They lose to a field goal every game. Your boys have been very close this year. I. So, it's just mind blowing. We're one in five. Very easily could be five and one, six and zero, oh even. Four of our five losses, we have made more field goals than the other team. That's an insane stat. Like, you should not lose a game that you score more baskets than the other team. We're just not disciplined defensively right now, and we're putting teams at the line. Last night, Somerset was in the bonus at the thirteen-minute mark, and we like to play pressure defense. So. No, any foul for 13 minutes is free throws. And then that's what cost you the game. We were outscored by 11 at the line. You lose the game by four. Or th- four. Yeah. Lose by four. Outscored by 11 at the line. Prescott. Lose by eight. We were outscored by 19 at the line. Berlin. You lose by five. 
I think we maybe fouled again, lose by six. Outscored by 13 at the line. Like, we got to make free throws. We got to get to the line. Last night, we didn't get to the line. But we got to make free throws, and we got to keep the other team off the line. Like, that's that's where we're losing the game right now. That and rebounding. We haven't rebounded well. And, you know, I'm going to challenge the guys. Today's practice plan is that I don't think anybody's going to enjoy it. And I think that's also part of the problem. Like, you have to enjoy the process. You have to enjoy the grind. Like, championship teams, they love the work. They want to get after it. Um so hopefully we get there. Like I tell them, you know, you play 24 games in the regular regular season for a reason, mm-hmm. right? We're not where we want to be. We're not where we thought we'd be, but it doesn't mean we can't get where we want to go. So stay the course. You can't start abandoning the plan. We're, we know what we're doing wrong. We just got to fix it. We got a chance on Friday. Go to Altoona, but Altoona just knocked off Prescott. You never know what you're going to get in the middle board of conference. I mean, what else can you say? This year, our conference is crazy like Baldwin knocked off Somerset nobody saw that coming last night Altoona beat Prescott nobody saw that coming a lot of people would say they were shocked that Osceola beat us and then last night Ellsworth almost knocks off Baldwin and then Amory and Osceola go down to the wire like if you don't show up any given night in our conference you're gonna get bumped like you have to show up every single game or you're gonna lose and I love that because it makes it competitive, but I don't like the fact that we're we're making mistakes and not getting those wins. Like I said, the one and five could easily be five and one, could easily be six and all. Uh, but stay the course. We'll keep working. That's the thing is, guys, got to keep their head. We got to keep working. We can't give up. You never know what can happen. Turn our turn our team around. You said twenty five games. I mean. What we're needing, like last night, would have been a big win, but we need that big win. We need to win one of those tight ones get a little momentum, and then start stacking them on top of each other. Uh, hopefully Friday's that day we get that win, but we got we to gotta worry about practice today. we got to fix the things that are putting us in this position to lose. So, you know, Good luck to your boys. Good luck to the girls. Good luck to the wrestlers. Good luck to every single sport right now at St. Croix Central. Dance, powerlifting. I was going to say, shout out to the dance team. I was standing out. I do the morning greeting with Mr. Johnson. And uh, I think it's Sammy. Is she one of the dancers? Yeah, I came in and she's like, don't forget to put in the announcement. We took first place, first place, first place, and a second place or something like Shout that. Shout out to the dance team. Dance team crushing it. Bringing home the hardware. Those girls practice so hard. They practice They're, every single day after school. Every after. single day. They're practicing at 325 when I go down to the gym. They're still in there. We have a team meal and it's 730 by the time I leave here. They're still out there practicing. Man, they, they put in the time, so that well-deserved dance team. Just shout out from old Coach Bailey. Keep it up. Shout out to the BNB podcast as well. Thank you, everybody, for listening this week's episode. Do you have anything else you'd like to say? No, ex- excited for next week. I think we have a special guest, and we're going to do our sports-related Christmas wish. We do have a very special Christmas episode next week with the very great Carson Hinsman from Ohio State. If you want to learn about what Ohio State's thinking about playing Missouri, about them not making the playoffs, we're going to ask Carson all the questions that you guys have. And, yeah, thank you very much for listening to this episode.